San Diego podcast. On this episode, I have Turo, Dustin, and Ben with me to discuss the San Diego CRA Fall Regatta. We also discuss gusts, roundups, roaches, jibing a spinnaker pole, and best-looking crew. doing another review of a race in the bay then we've got dustin hello ben and torov hello again torov what boat did you sail on well this time we sailed on the hen and of course we had a very interesting day we lost our pit crew she ditched <laughs> us for a uh, smaller boat so sarah what happened there uh, I sailed on Liberator in a victory. Were you liberated? I almost got liberated from my life. So what did you sail on, Dustin? I sailed on a J24 Kudzu 3. It was a good day. And how did Kudzu 3 do? Why don't you guys check the results a little bit ago? I Kudzu did indeed come in on fourth. You know what I saw on that boat that day was five people, four of the five, who hadn't worked together before, which is always a really interesting situation. All five of these people knew what they were doing. They went out and trained and practiced. They could do really well together. It was a good race. How about you, Toros? What was your crew? I remember you had a couple experienced people. It was a uh, interesting mix between uh, beginners and really experienced people. And uh, we had some interesting uh, experiences. We learned that as you're coming down to take spinnaker down, we're not supposed to also dump the, the jib halyard that ended up causing us some grief because we actually had to climb the mast. You all did it together? <laughs> One of us, me, had to climb the mast. Under sail? And uh, Yes, because we couldn't get the, the jib either up or down. The, the halyard was stuck in the ship and had kind of wrapped around the furling channel for the jib, so I climbed it and we got it fixed. Luckily, it was pretty easy to get it all cleared, but we had to forfeit the first race. We were back again for the second one. Yeah, it was an interesting race for me. I was left with more questions. Colleen gave us race 28, which is basically upwind, downwind, and done, and I was completely grateful on the second race for that. I have since then done some studying about small boat racing, different styles of jibing spinnaker pulls, the dynamic of the spinnaker pulls. So in the end, now that the dust or the gall has settled, I feel like it was quite an experience, a learning experience. What's your normal role? Uh, well, we all do a lot of things, but are you comfortable somewhere? Do you normally try to be on a certain position? Well, I do well at pit. I'm comfortable in pit. I like spinnaker trim. I like to trim. I... Often we'll jump in from pit to mast to help foredeck. Then it becomes kind of, I will fill in wherever is most needed. I really like driving. I know that's kind of pompous to say since I'm pretty fresh. But although on the victory, but I wasn't doing good on it on the victory. I think in the sense I couldn't get the rhythm of releasing the main. And then I think I got a little spooked. So warned there's ever a gust, you got to release. And I was just mm-hmm. over trimming. Which, and there was gusts. There were so many gusts. Um, yeah, I was on the foredeck when that really got going. Yeah. So I kind of fill in to answer your question. So you don't normally do the foredeck? No, I, I have, but no. And that was part of what interested me in sailing a small boat. 
I generally sell an ASIM. So bow is pretty simple on that one. It's besides like the douses and making sure that things go around easily. But driving the pole, especially in heavy weather, is kind of daunting. Well, I have this conflict of, I think it's actually pretty simple, but it can feel complicated pretty fast. You know, I didn't mean that isn't like you were in a role you're not really in. You know what's going on. Well, you just got yourself in some sticky situations this weekend. Yeah. And not yourself. You didn't get yourself in them. No, I kind of did. Uh, I, I take credit for it too. But I learned a lot how chaos can go and being scared. I'm generally not scared. So you're ready to come back for the hand this little say. Uh, I'll take a breather on the head and then I'll, I'll get back. It might not set in right now, but I think there's definitely some learning there. Yeah. I, Who do I work with? How do I go about? Yeah. And it's also, I, I watched a bunch of video. I studied and looked at diagrams and processed it of how to jibe a spinnaker pole, which also acquaints you to rigging and how a boat works in general. So I think once I dust off the shakes and I don't know, I'll be better and then I can try again. I think small boat stuff's way fun. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to happen really fast and the boat rocks harder. Yeah. I, I don't want to do bow on a J24. I'm 6'3". Well, the <laughs> thing is, it's interesting of the different boats where it's like you start on a big boat, you have one experience, but it's a different type of experience. They all offer different challenges. And I think the big boats are actually a lot more comfortable. Well, yeah, that's the caveat, right, on size. I'm very new with the whole thing, but we're sailing light wind in San Diego. So it's like a big boat could take big wind. A small boat be comfortable out here but then it's just exponential if things go wrong on a big boat they go really well right okay i didn't see this since i was on the victory we barely made it to the race when we got there i heard from other people el sueño was yelling at us to get out of the way and i did see the battle between aolos and el sueño and was just like can we please get out of the starting box these big boats they are aggressive towards each other and they go for it. And they will gobble up the small balls that are in the, their way. Yeah, you said you saw, no, it was Rum Runner. El Sueño rounded up. There was a big roundup. Uh, so El Sueño was coming in on port and Rum Runner was on starboard. There was quite a bit of space between the boats, but El Sueño did indeed have a uh, big roundup. No, but that's the thing with the big boats. They feel more comfortable, but when things go wrong, the victory rounds up. Worst thing is we may be in the water, which is still not probable. You will take out the people in a 15-foot circle around you. But El Sueño, they need a little bit more space. Yeah. The good thing about sailors, like there's a lot of times on the big boats you're doing something, you're like, yeah, oh, why I'm doing on a small boat when you do that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, that's so much different. So then like, you get an appreciation of what every troll line that has inches of a sheet. Exactly. So then when you do that on the bigger boats, even though you don't notice it straight away, but you you know, you are gaining just I don't know if there's a direct pattern here, but it's like I see a lot of really professional guys saying little tiny dinghies over Mission Bay. Yeah. I started later in life. I missed all the things the kids did. Mm -hmm. Like I've never actually tipped a boat over, but I watch these guys just climb in their mm -hmm. roll tack. Well, been racing thistles and definitely tipped it over enough to start pouring a lot of water in. But we just went high side real quick. It's in stink. Yeah. I mean, all the professional sailors, all the Americans Cup sailors, they all yeah. started off racing dinghy. Yeah. In like the Olympics. And especially up like, taxi. You see some of the, the dinghy races where there's a couple of guys who know what they're doing. Yeah. And like they know the only boat that I need to beat is this boat. Even though there's 15 boats in this race and you just watch them guys, they're having their own race. Yeah. And they're just using all the rules and all the tactics to keep them from winning this. Not enough cup holders. I, 
said that this weekend. I was like, what is this winch doing in my cup holder? I was like, it's a J24. I can reach the other side. So did Kutsu have any interesting moments on the water? We did, but I think other people did too. And now I heard of another one, you guys talking about El Sueño. There was some broaching and some roundups this weekend, right? Yeah. Is this something my eye isn't tuned into yet? Like I haven't seen this before on a simple, what, 11 knot day? It went up to 20. There was no consistent white caps. We saw it. Okay, so uh, I was trimming spinnaker. I guess I've gone through this before, and a captain had yelled ease in a really stern but calm way. This happened to us so fast this weekend that the skipper couldn't even say anything to me. So I just instinctively just let the sheet run yeah. through my hand, and I looked to my right, and the skipper had let the main sheet completely out too. I mean, just eased all sails, and yeah. it's a J24, and... He says three foot of boom. You know, I mean, I was watching the same thing too. There was definitely a foot and a half of water come up over the deck. And then I thought it was rad. Ease, boat stands back up, fix everything and keep going. We got five horn blasts. Somebody's in the way. Did anybody round up? We had some big gusts, but there was no big excitement on the wind. Generally, things apart from a very interesting takedown, meaning we let go of the sheet, we let go of the <laughs> jib halyard. But apart from that, it was okay. We weren't too affected by the gust. I don't think we saw anything too much. We had a good sail. Uh, it was when I was uh, like pinned between the pole and the sail on the side of the boat and the boat was jibing, and that's when I was most scared, but it was actually... That's when you were thinking you were going to be coming back to him. That's when I was most scared, and then uh, some other confusing moments. But with the rounding up, from what I understand, because I was trimming the spinnaker at that time, and actually the spinnaker gave me a bit of calm, because, you know, you just watch the folding edge, and then, oh, we're rounding up, let it out, get it under control, let it out, get it under control... I actually got confused between Toroff and Ben because you guys said that it's better to dump the main and less pressure on releasing the spinnaker. Yeah, if you round up, generally, if you can ease. So that confused me because my understanding is in a roundup, ease, dump some spinnaker, and then get it in shape as quickly as possible. A roundup is typically the cause of the mainsail is overpowering the spinnaker. So now the mainsail is driving the boat up into the wind, at which point the spinnakers suddenly start seeing a lot of pressure, a lot of apparent wind, and now you will go into a laydown. So if you yeah. can be quick to ease the main, then you can regain balance. Okay, so I do have a question. In a situation where, so you had two people on board, one trimmer, one driver, and they're trimming spinnaker, if it got all of a sudden incredibly gusty, would you have them dump on main? Would that be important than letting out the spinnaker? Yes, that would be my preference. Main's the priority. I just, I guess I haven't seen these scenarios though, really in San Diego on this weekend though, because it was like five boats. When you were talking about a tour, I've been explaining it. You're sailing pretty hot. Like this is not real deep, right? Let's say 150. So, so you are definitely going downwind, but you you may still have some gusts, some wind change. Okay. Broaching and rounding up are different. A broach is basically you lose control, you spin out, you round up into the wind, and then the boat is being made Okay. Down. That's when you just blow the kite, right? Is broaching? Yes. At that point, it's too late. The spinnaker is what's taking you down. It's too late. Right as you can start feeling that you're losing control. If you can dump the main. Okay, okay. So before the rudder spins out. If you can dump the main, avoid that roundup. Okay. Then you can actually start coming back down again, regain control. 
if you are indeed already coming around, you will lose stretch control with rudder. The boat will be laid down. And at that point, yeah, you just need to ease the, the kite. And uh... Anything else on the race of note? I like the course. I loved Colleen. I, I do think that there's an area, very nice and short section, right? Yeah. I think somebody was looking out for you. Oh, uh, should we go over the race results? Yeah. Oh, you guys are doing race. You're starting a podcast in San Diego and you're going to put everybody's dirty air over. Well, Challenger will be happy and we won our class. You just go top three or do you like? I have to say everybody. I like saying boat names. Should I start with the J24s? No. Yes. Look. J24, number one, Challenger. <laughs> Two, Time Bomb. Three, Warfrat. Four, Kudzu Three, Five, Puffin. And six, Lemoncello. Okay, PHRF one, Spin one. Number one was Eolos, and number two is El Sueño. PHRF Spin three, four boats. Number one, Fandango. Congratulations. Two, Restless. Moving on. PHRF Spin four. Number one, Andara Clada. Number two, Blind Squirrel. Three, Rum Runner. Oh, yeah. Best Slipping Crew on Rum Runner. Four, Pelican. Five, Wispawin. Six, Hen of the Sea. <laughs> uh, spin five, that would be me. Uh, number one, Liberator. And moving on, PHRF, non spin. Also, number one and done, Yasco three. Okay, ORC Sport Boat, got seven boats in this class. Number one, M2, congratulations. Number two is RAN. Number three, Trouble Spot, four, Leverage, Shaken Not Stirred, Mamon, Thunderstruck, three. And that's it. Any parting advice? Did you say Rum Runner won Best Looking Crew? Every race, you're undefeated in Best Looking Crew. I'm going to have to work on that. <laughs> I'm going to have to fire some of my crew. What, what about Hen of the Sea? Next time, we need to have a quicking freeze. We can't have people just ditching the hen, run off other boat. We need to kind of stop the mass climbing. That was fun for a second. Makes for a good story, but doesn't make for good race results. But yeah, it was all really good. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. Till in between then. See you out in the water. <laughs>